Well, you just jinxed us there. <laughs> get the feeling that everything in America is completely fucked up. You know that feeling that the whole country is like one inch away from saying, that's it, forget it. Let's see. Hey, Twister Man. Uh, now look, here's a house full of bees. Like you think the honey badger cares? It doesn't give a shit. Listen, let's get one thing straight. Price is right. Guns don't kill people. I do. So for the uh, first off, that is one of my favorite songs of all time. It's up there for it's me too. So good. Which would be Dwight Yoakam, and I think that song was in the first Terminator, second Terminator, first Terminator movie. It was in the was it? scene. I think so. Huh? Yeah. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. Yeah. Um, the so for the audio only listener, we're looking at our video. When we get back on video, you can yep. see the video thing we made. And so far, the best flow for the song, because mm -hmm. what we're playing is like footage of 9-11 and drone strikes and scenes from Red Dawn and stuff like that. And politicians and maniacally politicians dancing. Maniacally dancing and just, just darkness, pretty mm -hmm. much. And the best thing, the best flow I've seen has been that Enya song. Yeah. I'm putting this at number two. Guitars and Cadillacs, that worked so well. Yeah, together. I know. Didn't it? it? Such a good I've, time. Like, it, it's that juxtaposition. Great juxtaposition. Right. I have, since you said that about the Enya song, I've been on a quest to find another song that can You came damn, damn close today. <laughs> damn close. Thank you. <laughs> that was my intention. So um, I am becoming uh, irrationally fascinated with bumper stickers, hmm. <laughs> bumper stickers that people have. I saw one, so we talked about a couple episodes ago, the OMG GOP, and then the precise license plate that also said that. It was like, okay, pretty heavy-handed, but what's... Well, what, it, when you have something that's that clever, you got to do it twice. <laughs> <laughs> you only got to say the punchline twice there, Mitt Romney. <laughs> um, so I saw one today that said, uh, behind someone on the freeway, it, it just said, slow down, like, generally. And it just, I know this is corny and kind of trivial, but well, what, what would, I'm more, I'm not interested in what the bumper sticker says. I'm interested in the psychology of the person that feels compelled to display that to the world on their car on a daily basis and you know, slow down everyone all the time, basically is what you're saying. Yeah. Which is a weird way to run a society. And I always want to like now, ironically, I have to speed up cause I want to take a look at this person and I, Nine times out of ten, 
the way that they look or the certain mannerisms that they have, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. You'd put that on your car. Yeah. So I saw one. Is that the case with the slow down person? Yeah, absolutely. It is so goddamn like, sanctimonious. Guarantee it's... that person's listening to NPR right now. Totally. And just, uh, I hate that because there's two kinds of bumper stickers. There's funny bumper stickers mm -hmm. and there's bumper stickers that tell other people what to do. Right. And slow down. It's it's so sanctimonious. Like, oh, uh, I just know that what's best for everyone in the world is just, mm -hmm. hey, brother, just slow down. You know, just take a minute right. and just slow down. That's what you need. Like, how the fuck do you know what I need? Absolutely fundamental component of the religion of statism. Exactly. <laughs> Guaranteed. Telling other guy. people what to yes, do. Exactly. Then you have, you know, the other bumper stickers, like uh, the other category would have one such as... Um, the six by six by six lumber of the lumber beast. of the beast is a good one. <laughs> yes, and you drive around. You're like, that's pretty much what I thought that guy would look like. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> you give him the thumbs up. He gives you the thumbs up back. It's just very. <laughs> so we have had a habit of betting beers. So I'm trying to keep this. Well, I don't want to say anything because this could be like overly easy, and then you're up in your head and you're trying to think about it. All right. So I don't want to say anything, but so I'm behind a car. Okay. And the bumper sticker said, carbon tax me. What kind of car was that on? Oh, god damn. Well, hmm. It, I'm sure it wasn't a diesel. Mm -mm. Because you said not to think about it too much. This right. isn't like super ironic. No. Right? Carbon. Although, okay, right, I can't say anything. Go ahead. Um, I'm going to go with a Tesla. Prius. Fuck! I know. See, the easy. It was the easy. Always one. the Prius. Yes. Okay, so redemption round. Okay. I pull up. Because now I'm chuckling. I'm like, of course. I pull up. What's one more element to this equation that stood out to me? So I get up and I want to take a look at this person. Right. And they look exactly how I think they would look. Right. What's one more element to this that stood out? Uh, add, add something to the visual of this scenario that just drives it home. Okay, I'm guessing they weren't smoking. No. Um, something along those lines, though, but the opposite. Uh, is it something about the person's appearance? Yes. Did they have blue hair? No. Mask on, alone in the car. Ah, I, I, shoot! See, I can't you, you're overthinking you know it. You're overthinking I know, it. I know. And we have. But now uh, I got you. Now I got you because now I'm gonna I'm gonna come out with some curveballs. <laughs> totally. <laughs> oh, Prius. No, dude. No, no. Too yeah. Easy. No. It turns out it was a monster truck. Yeah. The uh, the mask alone in the car thing um, seems to be subsiding a bit. I didn't even it register. Is. It is. Although when I went into the doctor's office today, mm -hmm. every single person in there had a mask on. Right. Which is so stupid, because you know they don't... I mean, it's always stupid. It's right. been stupid. It's, all we talk about is how stupid it is. But I guarantee those people weren't wearing masks in the grocery store or at the DMV or, yeah. you know, outside. <clears throat> but because they're in a hospital, they think, well, we got to put the mask on because I don't catch the sicknesses or, or give sicknesses around. Or, and no one can just wrap their head around the fact that they don't fucking work! Are there any studies that support what you're saying? Only over 150. 
Yes, I uh, I came across a litany of other studies. I mean, we've been we beat this to death for two yeah. years now. Yeah, but yeah. The the, the uh, they keep coming out so much so that even your Anthony Fauci's are coming out and saying like, yeah, they don't really they don't really do what we thought they would. I mean, they never thought they would. They were lying to us to keep their role of authority going and mm-hmm. continue their uh, basic uh, program of human subjugation. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, speaking of irony, uh, I actually pulled up behind a Prius, uh, just the other day and it had a Mopar sticker on the back, back window. Oh, which really? Like, which is like a race car product, like some kind of, well, like, they make, or, uh, Dodges Mopar is okay. Like, and then I was like, uh, that's kind of odd. And then I looked and all this Prius all around, they did it up like a stock car. I've like, seen that were, Prius. Dude. I was like, I Drove by the guy and gave him the point. Like, not bad, dude. <laughs> not bad at all. <laughs> Lucky was in the back seat. He yeah. saw that. Okay, you seen that one? Yeah. yeah and he's like, cool. that's a race car. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, no, son. It's it just has stickers on it and a spoiler. It did have a spoiler on it, too, yeah. as I recall. Yeah. yeah. It's fully done up. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. I can appreciate that. I did not appreciate it. <laughs> uh I was thinking that um we had played we played in the last episode, one of the best Kamala Harris clips that, the best one I've heard yet. I mean, she keeps like outdoing herself. I know. And so I've been thinking about this a little bit. And I also thought of like a, a 40 chess move, but let me get this out to you first okay. to see what you think. It's, do you think she's actually that dumb? Or is yep. this, you think so? Yep. Okay. She's dumb. It's, it's hard to, I mean, cause, Okay, she is dumb. I agree with you. She's she's very very dim, but and she keeps going into these like I don't know what is it like behavioral like cul-de-sacs where she's just like spinning around in a circle like yeah. with her conversations and just going on and just like saying nothing. Yeah, and yeah. and then you can tell in her mind like you better keep talking, keep talking. But I don't think her brain it, runs at the RPMs that, that can keep up with her mouth, and so she's on this weird like idiotic autopilot. Yes, and she seems to get like like glitching out almost totally but she has to be she must be surrounded by people that say like yeah you can't do that like stop riffing on time for example yeah maybe i think she's probably surrounded by a lot of sycophants yeah because people that would uh do her the service of saying hey we gotta we gotta fix something that you're doing right i think that uh they would be drawn to somebody with more integrity than Kamala Harris. You're not going to get good Point. people. Yeah. And the thing about if she was smart enough to be, this was basically an act, right? That's what right. you're saying. Like, she's so smart that she's doing this act for whatever reason to make herself seem dumber. Or maybe not even necessarily an act, but the people around her are like, this is a, this is kind of how we had it planned. She doesn't know. Well, I'm just okay. Well, they, then they, that they would tell her like, just go up there and riff. You know, say whatever you want. Well, what, but I thought you were asking, like, is she actually smart and she's doing this act on purpose? No, I, I, no, I was, I was, what degree of idiocy are we dealing okay. with here? That's what I was asking. Yeah, no, it's, she's I definitely think, an idiot. I don't think anyone's arguing we, that we're she's both gonna... even of mild intelligence okay. relative to the rest of the population. Then we're in agreement. Yes. <laughs> you agree that uh, Paris is the capital of France, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, I started thinking when I heard that other clip, or I remember hearing well, we heard I think this that one. The, the, the concerns are based right. on what we should all be concerned about. Mm-hmm. But the, the solutions have I think to this be one's the best and one. include what we good. are doing in I don't terms think of going forward in terms of investment. Really? I think the latest one's pretty amazing. 
So, but anyway, that being said, she's the an video is idiot. great because for some reason she's uh, taking up sign language right now, and every time well, she speaks, she has sign to. language because <laughs> sign language is actually a thing. Yeah, well, she's a beginner; she doesn't right so really she know it. Just kind of riffs. Yep, yeah. she's doing the exact same thing with her hands. Yes. She's just riffing, and sign language people are like, "Hey, that doesn't make any sense." This interpretive dance of uh, lower intelligence. Um, that's that guy it. that faked uh, his sign language ability. Oh, I know, dude. He's just—he's watching her do it. And he's just like. Come on. This isn't that hard. <laughs> I got on national TV. Amateur. I started thinking about, like, do you think that there's any chance that the people, are, the actual, there are some thinking people of at least average intelligence around within the Biden administration as liaisons between President Biden and Kamala Harris or whatever, and they are purposely using her as, like, a red hat herring, like a distraction? Because it reminded me, like, because Biden comes out, Biden's only mildly a mild improvement above Kamala Harris. I mean, when they let him talk, so they're kind of screwed here. Like we have no one that we can kind of cut to can't mm -hmm. go to KGP. See, she's also a fucking moron. It's like there's, they have packed their administration for people that can't articulate basic ideas, have no understanding of whatever their supposed message is supposed to be. Well, that's a good point. You'd think because what they've done is just done diversity hires for every position, right? The only reason they hired anyone, right. even their Supreme Court nomination, you know, is all based on their immutable characteristics, skin color, sexual orientation, whatever. Pete Buttigieg is the same thing. Yeah. But you'd think just by the, and maybe this is where you were going with this, just <clears throat> by the laws of, you know, just a averages, uh -huh. they would have hit on a smart, like, gay person right or something like how is it that across the board every single person they've appointed is not good is at their job just this really blubbering idiot yeah. just a fool yeah huh so you're saying that maybe that is intentional well i was just thinking within the context of kamala harris because when i heard that last clip i mean her greatest hits at this point is i mean we're talking double album <laughs> we have a lot of content yeah. of her just like talking for several minutes and you go like i have no like you could put a gun to my head say, like, <laughs> what does she mean to say? I, I can't, sorry. No. I can't, I can't but tell you. With Joe Biden, you could kind of figure out what he was trying Kinda, to say. Yeah, yeah. You could translate it into English. You can almost and, figure it out. But with her, it's like... Right. It's, she's just... It seems like she's simply wasting time. It, it reminded me of, like, listening to Kamala Harris. I'm like, maybe when Joe Biden speaks, basically shits his pants, uh, literally and metaphorically, <laughs> depending on what incident we're talking about. And they're like... Uh, get Kamala Harris down to the local JC and just have her give her speech about something. Like we gotta divert, you know, basically the Chinese spy balloon of public speaking. So yeah. Get her out there, and I started thinking about like this. Almost reminds me. This might be a similar concept of um, when I was like 13, 13 or fourteen. I snuck out of the house to meet this sketchy older older girl, and then I got caught coming back into the house, and then so I'm woken to. My stepdad in his underwear, who had to work the next morning, going like, we're going to deal with this in the morning, get in your bed, and then, you know, I'll talk to you in the morning about this. And I'm like, ah, crap, dude. I fully got busted. Woke up the next morning going, <clears throat> well, I got one last day to go skate the ramp and hang out and have some fun. I think I'm, when my parents come home from work, like, I'm going to be grounded, right? And then my brother, who's a year and a half younger than me, God bless his soul, <laughs> 
gets arrested for shoplifting at the mall. Oh, <laughs> so my parents got to go pick him up, you know, from the mall cops or whatever. And oh. by the time they got home, I was off the hook. That was like, so they're like, I, it was never mentioned again that I had snuck out. What a selfless move by your brother. Yeah, dude. And I've, I've never got a chance to thank him. So thanks, buddy. I appreciate yeah. that. So that might be the same kind of concept as, uh, you know, every time Joe Biden speaks, they're like, hey, we got to put something in front of people's eyes. Like we gotta... I've heard other people say that. You think so? Yeah, that uh, by comparison, it's like that. Do you remember that Saturday Night Live with Chris Farley where they had this uh, program for um, how to make you more attractive? And it was basically just he was dressed in drag. Uh-huh. And it was just that he would he would make women more attractive by hanging out next to them. <laughs> <laughs> It's all relative. Yep. I like that. Same thing. Yeah. So I was thinking, as I was thinking of this, because I was had a long drive on Sunday, driving home, and what, because we had talked about how much that we really want Kamala Harris to run for president, or, or at least to, vice president. To be president. To be president. Because, because why? This would be amazing. It's just like endless. More, more of her talking. Endless comedy fodder, right? Yeah. I mean... We will we will essentially have to stop doing work for this podcast. We just like, dude, just play yeah. whatever she said and just like riff on it, just like she did. God, maybe even having her better than president would be um, the the spokes. What is that? The the, the White House the, press secretary. The press secretary. Yes, that'd be even better. She would talk even yes. more. I yes. think. Yeah. Just the, yeah. The more, the better. The more exposure, the better. Yeah. So so take this ride with me real quick. Is I start thinking we make a Liberty Tree Kamala 2024 shirt. Yep. And we start wearing it around. Yep. Okay. Let's let's go through the hypothetical. I'm wearing that shirt. You're wearing that shirt. Mm-hmm. Right? And you come across, you go down and have a beer, and there's like a Trump guy down the bar. What do you think that conversation goes like? Because he comes to you and he's like, let's say he he's let's say he's up for a little sparring. Yeah, he's had a few. Yeah. He goes, uh, I see. Hey buddy, like what's up with that shirt? What's your response? I'd say I am on my knees praying every night that Kamala Harris gets elected president of the United States. But why? And you're and you're being honest now. Yeah, because I can't think of anything funnier than her given the opportunity to speak to us on a daily basis. Right. Okay. Let's say you walk in and it's a diehard statist, like leftist, mm-hmm. comes up. I'm trying to do what's your, the NPR. Hey, buddy, what's up with that shirt? <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> Why does everyone on NPR talk like that, by the way? Because they don't, they have underdeveloped jaws. It's like, there, is, is there no protein at that station? <laughs> okay, so. They ate anyway, baby food until they were 12 so, years old. So, same thing. That guy says that to you. And you say, I pray every night that Kamala Harris is president. Yeah. And, they, and Why? Because it would be the funniest fucking thing I could think of. Okay, now, here's where we're going to have some conjecture. What do you think that person's response is going to be to that? Probably some speech. Yeah, well, of course you're getting a speech. Yeah. You're getting a speech <laughs> no matter what we're talking about. <laughs> no, I think that, yeah. Oh, God. Um, they're probably going to throw in something like, um, we should be... Uh, uh, proud of this administration for having the first uh, black uh, woman mm-hmm. vice president, and we're all, um, you know, lucky to to have that, right? Um, and that it's offensive to uh, 
ridicule her and maybe even racist. Or, oh, yeah, of course you're getting the racist thing. Yeah, <laughs> coming your way. That um, <clears throat> that the it's and and blatantly misogynistic. I, I don't think they would go there. I think they would probably just roll their eyes and and walk away. Yeah, I don't think they'd be up for the the fight. The the conversation I had in my head is gonna like. I just think it's wildly offensive to sit there and poke fun at like, you know, things you know are the degradation of our country and things falling apart. So a chick, a chick about, would do that. A guy wouldn't do yeah. that to you. But you go like, which is the best part about having these talks with people. If they talk about like, you're poking fun at just this clearly like failing thing and you can just look at them going like, that's, that's the joke. Do you understand that? Like, it's darkly funny, but you are being offended by what is actually true. That this is a complete fucking shit show and train wreck. And so we're making jokes about it. And by you getting offended on that very notion are simply acknowledging that that's true. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So are we making that shirt? Oh, yeah. Okay. I just, I don't think, I'm, I'm hoping that that's the reaction. That would be the ideal reaction we would get for wearing that shirt down to the pub. But, I mean, think of the most lefty dude or chick you know. I don't think they're going to say anything. Nah. No. Yeah. Unfortunately. No. Right about on Facebook or something. Oh yeah, for sure. So then you go home after you go to the bar, and you immediately get on Nextdoor and see what people had to say. You, are you still on Nextdoor? No. Oh, those were good times. I know you were going. On. I know. <laughs> I got. Uh, it's 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 the same thing as Twitter. Like Nextdoor is Twitter, but for your neighborhood. Yeah, it has that same kind of said, antagonistic feeling to it, where right. everyone's just out for blood. Yeah. It's it's pretty hilarious. It's interspersed with every four posts. Like, did someone just hear gunshots? I think I just heard gunshots. Who who heard that? Yeah, it's pretty funny. Fourth of July is the best time to be on next door. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, the fireworks debate. God, yeah. I had screenshotted. I don't have it anymore, but I think we told the story before. But this lady went on there, and just went on this rant about fireworks, and it's just like talking about. Had nothing to do. I understand that some people are really sensitive. We have really we had a couple really bad run of fires, right? So people have anthropomorphized that, and now they get it out of their system on next door, and they've chosen as their boogeyman for this particular issue to be fireworks at that time of year. But the one lady that went on, there's always a couple of these people, but talking about how her dog has PTSD, and the uh, fireworks, you know, and she's like ranting, just like. Don't you people understand? Like some people's dogs have PTSD, and it just went on and on and on. Of course, out of the twenty comments, nineteen of them are this so true. Like, thank you, Susan. (laughs) You know what I mean? And there's this one like just salty dude. He's like, your dog doesn't hate fireworks. Your dog hates freedom. (laughs) He's like, get a new dog. (laughs) So nice. I'm like, what's that guy's address? Totally. (laughs) (laughs) Have him over for a beer. Buy that guy a beer. So I had a legal question for Mike, but Mike's MIA again. He might have died again. Call um, him. Um, Try him. All right. Give him a ring. Talk about something for a sec. Hello. How you doing, Mike? Uh, doing pretty good. How you doing? Good. How's your health? Uh, so far, better. <laughs> I haven't showed Matt the pictures you sent me. Uh, that time when I asked you to send me those photos of yourself, <laughs> dude, I got to show you these pictures. Mike was on the cover of a magazine once. Dang. Yeah. And so was his car. Awesome. Actually. 
Okay, let's see if this works. All right, Mike, you there? Yep. All right, nice. we got you on the podcast here. Okay. Um, we want to give you a call. This is kind of a new segment we're going to do uh, called Let's Call Our Lawyer. And so whenever, <laughs> so whenever we see something that kind of pops up in the news, um, you're kind of our go-to legal guy. Okay. Okay. So let me start off with just a little bit of a background. Are you familiar with uh, many of the new like carbon tax legislations being proposed? Uh, all over, they're all over the map. Right, yeah. So we have America's Clean Future Fund Act. Uh, this is from Senator Dick Durbin, American Opportunity Carbon-Free Act. Uh, that's Senator Sheldon Whitehouse, the Climate Action yep. Rebate Act. And then, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And the one that I was looking at specifically was Bill H.R. 763 um, from Ted Deutsch, Deutsch. I don't know how to say that guy's name. I think it's Douche. Douche, yeah, it's close enough. <laughs> Uh, which is called the, not, it should be. Yeah, the Energy Innovation and Carbon Dividend Act. Uh, this is a guy from Florida. And the bill proposes, just the short of it, those who admit greenhouse gases into the atmosphere, thus contributing to climate change. Any thoughts so far on this? Well, number one, and I'm going to go back to this, and this has been my, my go-to for years and years and years. Okay. Climate change has not been proven. Mm-hmm. And I'm so tired of, you know, the news media just basically you watch them in the afternoon mm -hmm. and, you know, they'll refer to stuff. Oh, yeah, the weather here is climate change. No, nobody knows anything about it. Mm -hmm. So uh, it, I, I yeah. think it's a okay. bunch of crap, to be honest with you. So go, to go back to the legislation that's being proposed now. Um, yep. So I started doing because they're looking at this within the context of those who emit greenhouse gases into the atmosphere. Right. So I start yep. looking into the major contributors and one being methane, methane being responsible for somewhere between, and how they apply this metric, I don't know, but somewhere between 11 and 20% of greenhouse emissions, right? Yep. And uh, well, which is nothing to laugh at when it comes to climate change. Would you not agree? I would definitely okay, agree. Okay, there we go. So quick aside, you guys are familiar with the flat tax model? Yep. Okay. Yep. You know what it is, right? Yep. Uh, for those that don't, it's basically... Um, if you make 50 grand a year, we want 40%. If you make $50 million a year, we want 40%. That's just done. Like that's how the, the, that tax structure, structure would work. It's almost similar to like a sales tax model in California, which is what, 9%? Does more Nine, three quarters. Nine, I three quarters, something like that. So <clears throat> I started thinking about the flat tax model because if they're going to do a carbon tax, you go like, well, how, how are they going to apply that? Because with whatever nightmare government bureaucracy that's put in charge of this, they're going to do the usual stuff. Like, what are you driving? They're going to look at maybe how big your house is, how much you run your heater, like, do you water your lawn? I don't know. The list mm -hmm. would go on and on and on. How well, far I you live a from a that, bus stop? A lot of that is going to come from the fact of the monitoring that the, I mean, years ago, do you remember when the first uh, uh, electrical monitors for your house mm -hmm. that uh, first came out and everybody was, oh no, you know, the government's going to be able to turn our stuff on and off. Well, guess what? We're to that point. Right. And so if we look at that human activity methane, as they call it, is somewhere between 11 and 20 percent. And we know, you know, since we just hired, what, 87,000 new IRS agents or 100? Yep. They put the kibosh on that, didn't they? Oh, did they? OK. But, is that right, Mike? I, well, I hadn't seen. I, did they did they put a stop to it? I believe the House did. Did they? Yeah. OK. Well, that is good news. If it if it's already been passed, though. The House is just one, 
it's got to go all the way through and Biden's got to sign it. So if the house, the house may have passed, you know, putting it on hold, but it doesn't stop it. Okay. Okay. So, but point being that one thing that we can assume about the federal government and the IRS is if there's money on the table, they are going to, they're not going to leave money on the table. And if they're going to apply a flat tax model as it pertains to carbon tax, like, and 20% of that is human methane activity, like they will figure out a way to monetize that. I mean, that, that makes sense, correct? Well, it, it, and I don't know if they're going to use so much a flat tax as you're saying mm-hmm. as they're going to use a a monitored tax. Right. So basically, you know, they're they're going to they're not going to miss the opportunity to apply a number uh-huh. to each individual person so that the bad people they can really get really mean with. Gotcha. So let's just say for this conversation that they do something similar to the flat tax model. I mean, and just general human methane activity. So an article popped up uh, on the Liberty tree group tax that Kelly sent, um, which I'm surely uh, pretty sure has got me on several watch lists from the government at this point, (laughs) but I was driving and I read the title of the article to say, California passes first in nation emissions rules for trans. And I was driving. I was like, huh, that's really interesting because, I mean, that's a semantic nightmare of a headline, but I was like, that's, it seems like an ideological 180 for California. <laughs> but since I was driving, I had a solid like 45 minutes of like mulling this over my head. Like what are trans emissions? Like it must mean like methane activity. Like, but how would that be different? Now it turns out the article said trains, right? And I misread it. <laughs> so, but, 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 but that's not important because I do. It, I still have the same legal question is as I was thinking about this headline, which apparently does not exist. Um, I remember seeing an article from the post millennial and it was from a trans person who died from complications of their surgery uh, to surgically create a vagina. And what was uh, when to, they had to use to be part man. of this colon, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, so I ended up doing a dive on vaginoplasty, which is a word I've never said before until now. And what they typically do is they, um, you're not eating lunch right now, are you? No. Okay. So what they typically do is they take the scrotum and turn it inside out and turn it into a vagina. But as you would, as you could probably guess, there's a fairly like sizable overlap for people that have been already on a steady diet of hormone blockers and puberty blockers before they have the surgery, which shrinks the scrotum. So when they go to make the vagina, they don't have enough basically skin. So they well, eat raw most, material. Most of the right, time material. that happens, yeah. Most of the time that happens because they don't go through puberty. If they're on the blockers right. prior to, they don't go through pu- puberty, nothing grows. Right. So you've got basically nothing to begin with. Yeah. So in this person's case, and what they typically do is then they go in and take the soft tissue from the anus and the colon. And this yep. is where the complications happen because when you take it kind of, so you take, the part of the anus, right? And it still has much of the same bacteria, the, the primary function of the anus, as you can say, mm-hmm. it gets trapped inside during the surgery, which creates the complication and the infection, which resulted in the unfortunate demise of the patient that did this. There's other cases like this. This is not entirely like uncommon, right? Right. This makes sense so far. Yeah. And it remind me of like, cause the anus, you can put it anywhere you want in your body. It's still the anus. It's like, 
taken it's like fresh prince of bel-air that's what everyone says about it yeah Yeah. it's like you take the french prince put him in bel-air he's still like the guy from the the hood yeah Yeah. not that i'm calling him an anus or anything but you you understand like the metaphor i'm talking about right yep and as far as as far as it goes from this surgery i I, you know i understand like they're not just taking the anus and put it to the front of the person they're just using part of the tissue it's not like that scene from Spaceballs where president scrooge uses the new you know the technology goes sideways and his ass is all backwards (laughs) So, <clears throat> as I'm looking into the uh, nuances of vaginoplasty, as it, one does, <laughs> as one does in the middle of the night when they should be sleeping, is <laughs> the point being to bring back around, and this is kind of my legal question, is that although what they have now created is technically not an anus, but as it pertains to this 11 to 20% to methane production, if it still has that bacteria, functionally, I mean, within the realm of carbon emissions, this person is off. I see more. where they, you're going. See, you are a bad man. <laughs> <laughs> so the question is, legally speaking, if they apply the flat tax model to everyone and you have two anuses, would you be taxed at a higher rate than someone with just the one anus? Mike, you're our lawyer. And <laughs> oh, boy. We need a solid answer on this one, Mike. Oh, boy. I'll tell you what. Uh, you, Matt, have uh, you done any shrooms lately? <laughs> no. Like a lot of them? No. Oh, you should. No, I don't do drugs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to put Mike down for a yes. So you're okay. getting double yeah. taxed. Yeah. Well, well, you know, my gosh. If they ever get to the stupidity of that point, uh, yes, it would be just absolute. But I like better your way of bringing it around. Okay. Mike, uh, there, I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, there is no shortage of stupidity <laughs> in the world right now. And it only seems, every time you think that you've reached the limit, it seems to increase. So uh, it might yep. sound like Matt's joking, but I think he's dead serious on this one. I am. But anyway, Mike, we know uh, you got us on the clock right now, and we're not really making a lot of money on this podcast. <laughs> so so we're gonna, I'm going to let you go. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Okay, Thanks, guys. Mike. Y'all have a good one. You See too. you in court. Bye. Uh, I think we got our answer. Yeah, makes makes perfect sense. Um, this was a perfect time to play this commercial I've been meaning to play. Have you seen this? Mm-mm. This is the commercial. So a couple episodes back, I was talking about... Uh, Gavin Newsom running for president. Right. And he had that commercial where he was talking about how great of a job he's how, how done free in California. California. Is. Yeah. And how the homeless problem has been solved and people are flooding to California in droves. And uh, yeah, now freedoms have mm. just never been freer in California. Um, DeSantis has his own oh, okay. commercial that he came up with. And uh, I'll play it for you right now. And Real man of women's Today, we recognize the men who've hacked the system. Hacked the system! Once mediocre in the men's division, now cream of the crop in the women's. From mediocre to champion! You couldn't cut it with the boys, so you pushed women off the podium. Real men steal first place. Because without you, sports would be fair. Without you, women's sports would be for, well, women. Wow. Isn't that awesome. <laughs> Where'd you find that? Uh, I don't know. I don't know where I came across that. But yeah, this is Ron DeSantis paid for this commercial. No. 
Yeah, look, sponsored by friends of Ron DeSantis. Wow. Yeah, Team DeSantis exclusive Freedom Heavy collection. They actually have merchandise you can buy um, this Freedom Heavy brand. Man, politics is getting <laughs> fun to watch. <laughs> right? I mean, that's why we're praying for just the most ridiculous outcomes in all of these situations. You know what's funny is that I came up with this whole legal question while I was driving because I read a headline wrong. And when I reread the headline, you know, when I stopped for gas, I just started laughing. I'm like, oh, well, there's an hour <laughs> of time that Trains. didn't need to be thought about. <laughs> that makes more sense. But I thought about, I had thought about it enough and went through the conversation in my head <clears throat> that I was like, well, I wonder what would happen if I typed this up as an article, cited my sources and everything, and put it on, published it on Substack. I wonder, like, what kind of people I'd end up, like, talking to. Because I'd get some wingnut going, like, dude, I've been thinking the same thing. Like, <laughs> you want to meet for a beer and talk about this? Like, no, no, I don't. <laughs> I think if, for the sake of the podcast, you should probably do that. <laughs> you say that, and then smash cut to me bounding gag with ball gag in my mouth. <laughs> That's just some demented German scientist maniacally scrawling on a dry erase board, you know, that he has a new way to do this surgery. And, uh, you know, the last thing that I'll think of, it's not going to be my family. It's not going to be the fact that I don't see any method of sedation anywhere in this room next to a scalpel and store-bought sewing thread. My last thought's going to be like, I fucking told him the podcast was a bad idea. I told him and I told him. <laughs> and now look at you. <laughs> now look what's about to happen. It's becoming clear to me why I had that nightmare the other night, the worst one of my life yeah. that involved child mutilation. I, it's from hanging out with you and listening to your imagination. <laughs> <laughs> it's, all, it's all my fault. Huh? I believe it is. Yes. Jeez. My poor wife. <laughs> I just thought. She's a rock. It's amazing. Yeah. Patient. Patient woman. Yeah. Um, okay. You want to get into some really dark shit? Please. <laughs> okay. That's what I've been waiting for. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we just can't sit here and talk about <sighs> child double mutilation. anus flat tax yeah. theory all day, right? <laughs> There's issues in the world that need to be solved here. Um, so I've been looking into, I'm going to start off with just some stuff that we, sounds like a, a dead horse or whatever, or the same, like something we've covered quite a bit, but I need to kind of, what? Just trying to think of the sound of dead horse mix. Mm. Mm. And so first I want to talk about vaccine propaganda, right? Because okay. we're seeing a lot of social media memes going around for the wingnut fringe. Sorry. Not bad. <laughs> that's, I would say that's not how a dead horse sounds. No, no. But everyone's saying, like, congratulate yourself. You withstood the world's largest PSYOP, like the world's largest propaganda campaign. This would be in reference to the COVID shot. Yes. Right? We've seen, I'm sure you've seen, there's a, chat, a lot of chatter about this. Right? Yeah. Yeah. There, you're right. I hadn't thought of that, but uh, now you got me nervous. Well, <laughs> good. Because <laughs> I hate surprises. Is because we can sit here and say, oh boy. Oh, we told you so. We told you so. You know what I mean? We were right. But in the end, like, it just, it doesn't matter. And I'm going to explain the psychology of the people that are rectifying that in their mind and retroactively changing events in history and whatnot. But to, as a refresher, I wanted to play this old classic. And I think we played this like in the very, very beginning. 
stops with every vaccinated person. A vaccinated person gets exposed to the virus. The virus does not infect them. The virus cannot then use that person to go anywhere else. It Rachel cannot Maddow. use a vaccinated person as a host to go get more people. That means the vaccines will get us to the end of this. Essentially, vaccines block you from getting and giving um, the virus. Fully vaccinated people are at a very, very low risk of getting COVID-19. Therefore, if you've been... Okay, you get the point. They're thinking of uh, vaccines. Right. Not experimental gene therapies. I think. <laughs> got mixed up. Funny you should bring that up. Uh, <laughs> I know for this, this is well-worn ground, of course, but I just wanted to bring up a quick, a few points to kind of set the table here is that to show that the people that are telling you these things are consistently consistently wrong and lying, which is something we talk about all the time on this podcast, and to which we always say, if you have been lied to or the person giving you information has been wrong, like at what point do you stop listening, right? And so to take it off the pandemic, the easy one like would be, uh, what's the other one to say? Well, we got almost every foreign military intervention wrong or lied about it or botched it or just completely shit the bed on it and it ended up being a disaster since Iraq and, well, before Iraq. So it's like, why, why am I listening to you about Ukraine right now? Mm-hmm. Like you, the onus is on you at this point. Like you need to earn my trust back. But that's not how it works, it's, which is bizarre and fascinating. It's, it's such a phenomenon that's insane to we've had conversations right. with people and they just they say no no this time they got it right yeah and you're like, how can you possibly be that naive yeah so now here we are we're watching the whole pandemic played out how it played out the vaccine played out how it played out i mean go ahead um i was listening to tom woods the other day and he made a statement that i also thought was really interesting along the same lines that you as a kid, you know, your parents would tell you that you have to be in by whatever curfew Uh and you just ignore them and blow them off. And, you know, when, because they don't know what's best for you and you do it anyways, maybe you get in trouble, maybe you don't, but still you're like, I don't, I don't buy what my parents are saying, Mm -hmm. but those same kids who would have been punk rock or maybe even consider themselves punk rock now, if there is such a thing. Right are going to take what the government says as God's honest truth and scream at you if you're not obeying what the government is telling you. Which we call you are raging for the machine. Yes. To make fun of almost the vast majority of bands that I grew up on have turned into that. Yeah. They're they're government sycophants. Yeah. They carry the water for the state. It's so bizarre. Everyone is so blind to their own it's so uh, uh, naive to their own blind spots uh nick cave actually just i would I, man if i were knew you were going to bring that up i would have brought this clip but nick cave they just did a um interview with him he was like edgy kind of dark music guy and he was talking about how rebellion is dead this rebellion's dead it's like the whole counterculture the whole fight the man he goes functionally it's dead within pop culture and they go like well how do you rebel how do you counter that he goes honestly be a, be a conservative. Really? He said that? He's like, he's like, you are hated. You are punk rock all over again. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. To We've see. been saying that since we found we came up with the name Liberty Tree. <laughs> yes, exactly. Before so, we even thought of doing the podcast. So here we are now that everything played out how it was and the people that were right. 
were right <laughs> and the people that were wrong, everyone, are wrong. And so we are watching one of two things, I noticed. We're watching the combination of these people in full like spin control, right? And they do one of two things. They either try to rewrite history. So your Anthony Fauci's coming out and saying like, I never pushed for lockdowns and school closures. I right. never did that. And you're like, well, here's you, do two not clip, here's two clips of you saying this is the opposite. This is interesting because the easy thing to say is like, do you not know how the internet works? Like, do you do you not know that? Right. He does. He goes, no. All I have to do is say this, and exactly. people fucking believe it. Exactly. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. I yeah. could send someone like. Here, here's a video clip of him, you know, pushing for school closures and lockdowns, and be like, then you just get the the. It's like every fact check that we yeah we talk about. It's like, well, we asked them, and they said no, they they didn't. We asked Pfizer, and they said uh, we we did test it for efficacy. So you get that people trying to rewrite history, or you get number two, it's the people that are kind of slightly kind of quietly shrugging, exiting stage left, and going like, isn't it better if we just move on? Like, which anecdotally is a lot of the people that we know, mm -hmm. or this would be, for example, as it things that we tackle on here, the Emily Oster article. Yeah, I was just like, bring that up. Let's declare a pandemic am amnesty, mm -hmm. right? Oh, dude. By the way, that article was in the Atlantic, right? Right. And then we tackled another article on the Atlantic. The Atlantic. That's the company that you'd spent eight hundred dollars, eighty subscribing, eighty to, oh, eighty okay. for my trial run. And I just got an email that I didn't cancel on time. So I have an $80 basically daily reminder that we need hate speech laws. January 6th was worse than the Civil War. Let's and, be honest. And we need to get going on World War III. When you signed up for that, you knew you weren't going to cancel. Yes, I know. I know. <laughs> There's a zero chance that you were going to catch that in time. Speaking of. That shit, that, that tactic is designed for people <laughs> like you, my friend. <laughs> Speaking of, I'm going, this time's different. <laughs> this time's different. This time's different. I've turned oh, my life around. <laughs> irony is a bitter drink, my friend. <laughs> so... I looked into the people, the because I'm more concerned with the, the, the state, the cathedral, the power structure, the because they are they they compel the narratives, and then the population, the people, the NPCs, the true believers, the statists propagate them. Right, right. that's what Gavin Newsom said. He said uh, crime's going down in California. He said that uh, homeless is a lot better in San Francisco. You know, what I mean? he said they're more free than Florida or any of those other states, and that's like that's yeah. it. His job's done. It's, yeah, which is it's yeah some good music, it's a fascinating psychology. It's right. a well filmed uh, commercial. There's some nice background music. So I was looking at some of the rewriting history clips, and there are many. You can find Anthony Fauci, Rochelle Walensky, um, Randy Weingartner from teachers unions, mm -hmm. Gavin Newsom. I mean, all the people that just were full on on board with the COVID narrative. That Randy Weingarten chick. Is, is the devil insane? Yeah, she is. I had only heard she's, she's of, a damaged I, human being. I've heard her name mentioned a lot in this context, but I never actually watched any clips of her until recently. Yeah, she's she's like, severely damaged human. You being. could watch clips of her with the sound off and realize there is something really like yeah. weird going on with this yeah. lady. So, if you feel compelled to do five minutes of digging, you can find all these clips, but I thought this little montage of Justin Trudeau kind of illustrated what I'm talking about perfectly. And I think it's also an example that I would point to when people say like, what is with you automatically attributing nothing but nefarious intentions to politicians? Like that's, that's where I start. I was like, well, it's, uh, it's clips like this. It's, that it's just someone lying 
like outright lying. They know they're lying. They're an intelligent human being. Justin Trudeau like seems marginally intelligent. I mean, relative to Kamala Harris, a free relative. Not only do they know that they'll get away with it, they know that it'll have the effect of influencing people. It'll do its job. So here's a very, very recent speech from Justin Trudeau, but someone took the liberty of interspersing clips over over the whole COVID COVID pandemic into it. Misinformation and disinformation Uh, is carrying people to believe things that are untrue. And vaccinations is a perfect example of it. Any vaccine yep. we distribute to Canadians will be safe for Canadians. You know, our people who've probably gotten very sick from vaccinations. Uh, every vaccine that is improved uh, is safe for Canadians is uncompromising. Well, individuals are allowed to make their own choices. There may be all sorts of different reasons why someone is hesitant to get vaccinated. You motherfucker. There's no more excuses to not get your shot. And therefore, while not forcing anyone to get vaccinated. Enforcement measures in place will make sure that everyone is vaccinated. I chose to make sure that all the incentives, travelers across the country need to be fully vaccinated. People coming into the country need to be fully vaccinated. We're there. Don't get to work in the public service. Don't get to go to movie theaters or gyms or restaurants. That guy's going to hell. Yep, absolutely. And a reminder, he is the illegitimate son of Fidel Castro, and he's transitioning. So but that's not why we're bringing this up right now. So to go back to what we were talking about in the very beginning is that for those of you, us, that are congratulating ourselves for withstanding the world's largest PSYOP information, mm-hmm. I would like to now direct your attention to what these people that we were just talking about, here's what they're up to now, Right? Are you familiar with the term compulsory moral bioenhancement? No. Okay. Be a great bumper sticker, by the way. No, I don't think so. <laughs> so it will be after you hear this. <laughs> um, so to back up, I got to have just a little bit of a background here. I find... You should say I break for compulsory <laughs> moral bioenhancement. Moral bioenhancement. <laughs> Not bad. I like that. Uh, this is from the NIH's National Library of Medicine, PubMed. Um, I, mm, I, I've always wanted to go to Club Med. It's <laughs> looks... PubMed. PubMed. Oh, oh yeah. PubMed. PubMed, yeah. That's, it's a medical journal. Oh, okay. Never. Right, yeah. Never. Club Med looks nice too, but this yeah. is something else, yeah. Never thought of it before. Um, this is from a guy named Parker Crutchfield from 2019. And I saw this headline. I'm like, I have a marginal awareness of what compulsory moral body enhancement is, but not enough that it didn't, it was kind of incongruent with this headline. And the headline is compulsory moral bioenhancement should be covert. And I'm like, that's kind of interesting because PubMed is medical data, right? We've gotten lots of sources from there, just like COVID statistics, for example. And they talk about a lot of the VAERS reporting and whatnot, but it's pretty straightforward, like clinical data, right? And it's from the NIH, National Institute of Health. So Mm -hmm. it's a a government entity, right? Right. I was like, that title sounds kind of evil on its face and I wonder why you'd say the quiet part out loud because I assume you know none of I'm not going to find my people writing papers on there I use them for data to kind of prove or disprove like a an existing idea or, or something that we're talking about and just to quote the article he goes 
my argument for this is that if moral bioenhancement ought to be compulsory, then its administration is a matter of public health, and for this reason should be governed by public health ethics. In particular, a covert compulsory program promotes values such as liberty, equality, and autonomy. Now, I know this is a fucking word salad, and you don't see where I'm going with this at all yet. Well, because I, I think I know, I know I what know. it is. Okay. Um, I mean, the word compulsory... Sucks. And moral, right? <laughs> yes. Compulsory morality right. would be like... That's the, world, that's the word when I saw compulsory, I'm like, what's this about? But read that last sentence again. In particular, a covert compulsory program promotes values such as liberty, equality, and autonomy. Confused yet? There is no way that's true. Yes. How do you, okay. how do you compel liberty? Dude, you, do you know how much <laughs> medical data I've, written, <laughs> I've read over the last couple of days? So yeah. what he's saying... You don't compel liberty, but equality stood out to me because mm -hmm. I was I was thoroughly confused. I was like, I cannot figure out what this guy's trying to say, and like now now he's got me. Like now I'm really interested, right? Because I was only I was looking up compulsory moral bioenhancement for what I'm about to talk about, but I was trying to figure out like some of the origins from this term. He's talking about within the context of transhumanism, bioenhancement, mm -hmm. AI the integration of humans and machines. Right. And he's saying it should be covert and compulsory where you just do it to everyone right off the bat, no matter what, which promotes equality. Because he's saying, like, there's nefarious actors that are involved in this that only want to start these transhumanism programs, which, the, which is the fourth industrial revolution, which the World Economic Forum and people like Elon Musk are trying to aggressively get going as programs. And there's like, no, it's just going to be the political elites that benefit from these. So he's actually making an argument. You do it to everyone and you don't tell anyone. And it's done under the philosophy, the philosophy of we know this is better. This is this is good for you and you don't even know it. So we're just going to do it. And what's good for you is good for the betterment of humanity. So we know what's better for you. So we're just going to do it. We're not going to tell anyone. We're not going to talk. We're not going to talk about it. You're not going to get your consent. Hence the word compulsory. With me so far? Yeah. Okay. I keep thinking of <clears> the, uh, who, who wrote that story? You know the story about um, the way to, it was like a Aldous Huxley or someone like that, that. Oh, we're talking about him next week, buddy. Oh, cool. <laughs> yes. Um, that the way to. Uh, what I'm talking about actually has to do with Aldous, Aldous Huxley. Okay. Yeah. In the future, like in this story, uh, I sound like a retard to people who actually know the story, uh, but you, I haven't read it, but you have people who are advanced and people who are like slow, let's say. Right. And so, and the way to make the society even is by holding the advanced people back. Brave New World. No, Not it Brave wasn't New Brave New World. Um, I think it's a short story. Okay. Uh, but for example, uh, I, oh, I, I know like they weren't talking. People about that are that. very smart, right. They have to wear headphones that play like a right. like a ringing all the time, yeah. so that they're just so like and unattractive people have to wear like a mask and or attractive or people. attractive people. Yeah, yeah, rather. exactly. Yeah, yeah that kind of sounds like that. Right? If you're making everything equal by yeah, passing, I'm trying out to this. think. I remember reading that when I was a kid. People are probably screaming at us. I know. <laughs> we sound dumb. <laughs> we are dumb. So, why are you listening? So I wanted to just lay out. The basics, so you understand the concept of compulsory moral bioenhancement. And then I want to talk about a confluence of like several different things that kind of came together. Each one was kind of marginally interesting. How is this achieved? 
What's that? How is this achieved? It's just a theory. Okay. Right. But well, it's the you, it's you the could... basis for it's the basis for rationalizing transhumanism. Like so as it pertains to the World Economic Forum, this would be like we know what's better for everyone, so we just do it. Hence Correct. Compulsory. Right. Correct. But this as kind of like the uh, mosquito vaccinators and exactly and the food exactly. vaccines. Bill Gates knows better. Right. Yep, which is exactly where I'm going. Or, I mean, frankly, seeding the clouds. Cloud seeding. And yeah. all that shit that they've... Flo fluoride in the water. Yeah. I mean, exactly. what, whatever it is. So I looked at several different things. They all happened at the exact same time. I'm like, these things seem to be kind of lining up. And then it got the old wheels turning. And next thing you know, I'm four hours deep in PubMed journals <laughs> reading clinical data. So the first one I want to talk about this is, I just have to give you like a background, but in 2002, the PubMed um, published uh, an article is based on peer-reviewed clinical studies in India. And just to take an excerpt from the abstract, it says, selected genes are introduced into plants, and then the transgenic plant is then introduced to manufacture the encoded protein. So what does that mean? What they are essentially describing is an edible vaccine, mm -hmm. right? The Encoded protein is a spike protein, which is RNA te technology, and putting that into a plant, and then that plant you can eat and therefore have that RNA technology in your body. Um, which is why you shouldn't eat plants. <laughs> yes, exactly. And for those of you going like, dude, I think that's a bit of a stretch, I give you the title of the article, which is Edible Vaccines. So this study used potatoes, bananas, soybeans, rice, corn, and everything. One line stood out to me, just to take a quick aside, is that in the abstract, they note that vaccine is a biological preparation intended to produce immunity to a disease by stimulating the production of antibodies. I caught that. Immunity, not protection. They're using the old definition before the CDC changed the uh, definition of vaccines. That's, the, that's what they changed in the definition. They right. changed it from immunity to protection. Why do you bring that up? I just thought it was interesting because when I tell people, you know the CDC changed the definition of vaccines, they're like, no, no, they didn't. I was like, well... Yeah, they did. It's fairly easy to find. I just thought that was interesting because I saw I was reading this article. I'm all, this must be before 2021. <laughs> the the one company because I don't I think uh, Eli sent me something on the yeah he did on uh, the edible vaccines, and so I was looking into it because anything Eli sends you you have to you know double check, and uh, the company that was working on the vaccines um, is now out of business mm -hmm. on these edible vaccines. Not that there's only one. But it's a, it's its own industry right now. Okay. Yeah. But it m just makes you uh, – obviously, they've been working on this for a long time. Right. If he was sending me a video, like their own promotional video on how they were developing these vaccines. Right. And that company's now defunct. So, yeah. obviously, yeah, that <clears throat> definition, it makes sense that this was written before the CDC changed it because yeah. this is not something – Yeah. But w I, I, I only bring this up to say, like, the notion of edible vaccines isn't a wasn't derived from the COVID the COVID pandemic as a conspiracy theory. Like this is a legitimate thing. Been writing about in journal. They've been trying to work on edible vaccines. We played the actual commercial for a company two three episodes ago. They were trying to make an airborne vaccine. Bill Gates got his mosquito borne vaccine company off off and running. Stuff's not hard to find. Nope. Just, just go go. Four articles down when you do a dildo search. Don't just look at the top three. <laughs> You'd be surprised what you can find. Yep. So 
point is, I don't bring, not going through the nuts and bolts of this study, but I'm going to call this. Hold on a sec. I'm going to I was in the middle of something there. <laughs> is not really interested in going through the study there, but I want to look at, <clears throat> let's call this, so I'm talking about a confluence of several different events, right? So we're going to break each one down, and then you're going to see how they all fit together. So let's call this event one. Have you heard of... Missouri Bill, <laughs> have you heard of Missouri Bill HB one one six nine? Oh, uh, one 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 six nine. No, no, I haven't. Okay, yeah, six eight is one. Yes, that's I thought. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, this is this kind of lesser known step kid, I guess you yeah. could say. Um, <clears throat> this is known as the Informed Consent Bill, and when you look through this bill that I did. It's, they showed that uh, lobbyists of the cattle and pork manufacturers in several states have confirmed that they are putting mRNA technology into their products to take them to market. And all this bill said, right, is they weren't trying to ban that. They're saying that you have to label that. If you're going to put gene therapy in a food product, you have to put it on the label. It failed. Controversial. <laughs> it failed in Congress. Wow. So event one, I'm calling... Most this is a Missouri bill, though. Missouri. It's, it's, yeah. So it, it failed in the state of Missouri. Right. Okay. Is event one is they're putting mRNA technology in, in pork and beef. Like, hey, how is that not the headline, right? Yeah. The headline is, is that it failed. So event one is that they're doing that, right? This right. is not hidden anymore. Right. Event two is that it failed. Like, what is the impetus for voting against that? Because all they're saying, like I said, they're not banning the practice. Mm. Not they're saying, like, you just got to put it on the, if you're going to put in your food product experimental gene therapy, you need to put it on the label. And Why like, would they vote against it? I can't think of <sighs> millions of reasons. I'm going to give you some reasons. Is if you think about it, there is a concerted effort to hide from people exactly what they're putting in their bodies, which is fucking evil. That is the, the basis of the in, uh, industrial agricultural right. culture that we right. have. Yeah, look, do, uh, do a little bit of a dive on uh, Dow Chemical and the lawsuits and the things that they've been involved in. I mean, this should not be shocking to anyone. And not to get over my skis here, but when we see as a bit of a parallel that the mainstream corporate media receives, you know, as far as our corporate media is getting somewhere between 70 and 75% of its ad revenue from big pharmaceutical companies. It's like, are we, I doubt that's where they put all their money. I'm sure they do. They put the same amount of resources into lobbying and Paul and basically buying and selling politicians. I don't think they put a dime into Tucker Carlson's show. <laughs> Apparently not. Oh, poor guy, unemployed. Hope he lands on his feet. Um, so now this is what I'm calling event three, right? So we've got one, two, three. One, they're putting mRNA technology into our food mm -hmm. that we know of so far. Number two, Congress goes, we, some hero goes, uh, you guys, we need at least a label, right? And they say, nope. This that is gets the state of Missouri. Out. Right, state of Missouri. A red state. Yeah. More or less. Right. Right. Purple yeah. state, maybe. But yeah. pretty rare. There are similar bills in many, many other states. Yeah. I just. It's not like. This it's bill. not like this is happening in California where you would 
expect that politicians <laughs> would just, do whatever they can to fuck people yes. over. Usually in red states, they tend to be a little bit more focused on people. So we got one, two. Here's number three. Number three is, and here's a reminder that the two largest holders of agricultural land are Bill Gates and the CCP, actually, which many people don't know. Hmm. So much so that uh, the Texas Senate just advanced Bill 147 yeah. that would ban Chinese nationals from owning Texas farmland. I heard farmland. That. Yeah. It got watered down to banning to only limiting after they protested at the Capitol because the bill was... Uh, homophobic. No, close. Bill was uh, anti-trans and, <laughs> and <laughs> racist. Yeah, yeah, racist. There you go. So, uh, yeah, which is uh, why that we must have been just such a like just <laughs> grassroots protest, <laughs> yes, huh? Just yes. people coming out. Which is why old... we don't say the virus came from the lab, everybody. So, just to recap, it came from a U.S.-funded lab in China, right? It's not because those people were eating bats out of sitting in a wet bucket all day. Right? That's, One's racist. That's one. not. A little more racist. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the uh, woke math, man, it is so hard to do. It yeah. It is very hard to do. It's up there with Common Core. Fan three. Let's move on. So the CCP just recently ran trials under a virologist named Dr. Zhang, and they were able to successfully load cow's milk that's the name of the doctor that told me i had cancer dr zhang yeah no shit yeah same guy how do you spell it z-h-a-n-g same guy probably yep oh, it all just fits together it all just fits together <laughs> uh they were able to successfully load cow's milk with uh mrna exomes feed it to mice and the mice it was shown that they absorbed the rna technology through their gastrointestinal intestinal tract um and then from there entered the bloodstream. So they had the RNA exomes within their blood, as in they had the vaccine mm -hmm. drinking through milk. So what we have now is a drinkable vaccine. Thanks, China. A vaccine shake, if you will. Yeah. So like Yuhu. Gene therapy cocktail. <laughs> Yuhu. Funny you should say that. I had a uh we're always looking for a new business, right? Remember? Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I am. So uh, <laughs> you're constantly shooting them yeah. down, by the way. <laughs> well, the shoe is on the other foot, I'm yes. guessing. <laughs> Let's hear it. Yes, yes. yes. Um, what if we get in as early adopters for the experimental RNA gene therapy beverage market? Okay. Okay. So you said Yoohoo. Mm -hmm. Little tip of the nod to the lab leak theory. Woohoo. Woo huh? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Uh, or how about a bubbly water aimed at kind of like more of the higher class? Mm. Perrier carditis. <laughs> okay, a bit of a stretch there. But okay, yeah, okay. With you, with you. okay. All ideas are on the table right now. <laughs> okay. uh, I was thinking of another one like a protein shake, and we kind of market to like the bodybuilding fitness community. Um, it doesn't just stay in the muscle milk. <laughs> <laughs> That was a joke grenade. <laughs> not bad, dude. Not yeah, bad. You got to think about that one. I me. like it. <laughs> or something for everyone. Stroke a cola. <laughs> uh, that's just a good old wholesome uh, uh, vaccine joke, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, enough. I can't sit there and dick around all day. 
So this study led by Zhang showed that after the mice were filled the milk, um, Zhang <laughs> fed the milk, uh, they contained, as I said, the shortened, as in genetically altered RNA se sequence that is the genetic genetic material was you know, which was absorbed through the lymphatic tissue, blah 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 blah. And this experiment displayed the antibodies from the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein, as in we attached the spike protein to the milk, gave it to the mice. They are basically having their bloodstream. And then remember, was it three, four episodes ago, we talk about that that then gets embedded in the female oocytes and the, and the female passes that on to their offspring. And we, at what point you have to start postulating, like, did we just permanently alter the human genome, like possibly forever, which is one of the most terrifying, that's the most terrifying thing I think we've ever talked about. Yeah, and it's uh, obviously a goal. Right. Of many of these elite psychopaths. Right. Is to either they do it through that or they do it with CRISPR or whatever. They're, right. They're trying to alter the human genome for what they think is best the same way they... Right. There's no evidence that cloud seeding works, but they think that it's the best thing that we can do is to just pump shit into the air. Which is why, exactly, which is why I started out with the concept of the compulsory moral bioenhancement. It's people making decisions like, we know this is best for everybody, so we're just going to do it. Right? This is kind of a common theme of everything I'm bringing up right now. Here's the next event. Have you, are you familiar with the product Appeal? No. Okay. Walk into your grocery store, uh, look around at the produce. You, more and more, you're going to start seeing these stick. I bet you can find it right now. You can find them in Whole Foods. Is spelled A-P-E-E-L? Yes. Okay. Well, play on words there, <laughs> a, et cetera. It's, is you will find that at your big chain grocery stores including your Whole Foods, your Trader Joe's, Walmart, Safeway, all this. Um, it's, and it's, is this to be avoided, I'm guessing? Yes, yes, <laughs> and I'm going to tell you why. Um, this is something you wouldn't have seen just a little while ago, but thanks to they got pumped in with a bunch of capital. They just received $70 million from private venture capitalist firms to basically blow the brand up and get it into major change stores, which they did, right? We didn't see these appeal stickers Two years ago, no. now now you will find them. Do do, do this at a test. Anyone listening, go to go to Safeway and just start looking at the produce. You you will see a peel sticker. So basically, what I just had dollar signs kind of flash in my head for. <laughs> I have thirty fruit trees on my property. Uh -huh. I'm gonna just like sell those and just uh, the sign will just say like, not not appealing, not appeal, <laughs> not appealing, <laughs> not appealing. <Exactly. laughs> No appeal. So this product appeal, the basics of appeal, it's made up of purified monoglycerides, monoglycerides, sorry. That's a natural thing. It occurs naturally. It's, it's, it sounds like it. I mean, with a well, name. Like if, that. if monoglycerides aren't, diglycerides certainly are, which it contains both. Oh, yeah. So. Okay. Well, good. Um, but they're supposedly safe to eat, according to, uh, well, we'll see who <laughs> says that in a sec. They use appeal to coat fruits and vegetables, which creates an edible, allegedly, quasi-airlock with the produce coated in it, and it slows the rotting process, right? So think of it as like a Ziploc bag for your apple so it doesn't turn brown. I'm not even sure a Ziploc it's, bag. Uh, yeah, and... You also don't eat the Ziploc bag <laughs> apple in, you are doing with appeal. So it's better than a Ziploc bag, and you have to eat it. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. So if you're skeptical as to whether or not appeal is safe, you know, rest assured, it was officially deemed safe for consumption by the WHO, 
the WHO, who ran the world's largest propaganda campaign, convincing almost three quarters of the population to take an experimental gene therapy, um, thus permanently altering the human genome, which we just talked about. And it was also deemed safe for consumption by the FDA, which would be the same FDA who just told us that they unleashed the new food compass that says that Lucky Charms are better to eat than a fried egg. Yep. Or also the people that okayed the decades-long human consumption of uh, what industrial lubricant byproducts known as sea oils canola oil <laughs> yes well appeal as you look as i looked into it and we're not going to spend too much time on appeal but um these uh those monoglycerides and diglycerides are byproducts of the canola oil pressing product product the bulk of them come from canola oil and soybean oil well, it'd be a shame if the, the shit they couldn't use Just, yeah. had to go to waste. Because if you can't use it, why can't you use it? It's like, well, we can't give this to people. It's like, toxic. The fuck you can't. <laughs> let's, let's cover all produce in it and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, I think you guys need to get back to the drawing board. <laughs> so they someone contacted Appeal co-founder, Jenny Wu, and she, this, I love this, and asked, is, is Appeal a chemical? And she just shrugged and said, quote, well, everything, in fact, is a chemical. I mean, I mean she's not wrong. Kinda, <laughs> I honestly just had that same thought. Yes. Um, here's an interesting fact. Um, appeal is made by Appeal Sciences. You want to take a wild guess who was the major funder of Appeal Sciences beginning in 2012? Hmm. Melinda Gates. Oh, so close. Bill and Melinda Gates. Ah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. As in, we just gave vaccine fanatic, depopulationist, and Epstein Island enthusiast access to our food supply. Oh, he's got to do something with all that farmland he bought. <laughs> yes, yes. Do you know he's also, uh, his current jihad now is to get every developing country, beginning with the U.S., on a 100% uh, labor laboratory-grown meat. Like completely yeah, that's, synthetic. That's meat. been his thing for a while. The, Have you looked into how they grow that meat? No, I'm not going to go. I'm going to do this another time. Mm -hmm. But it comes from. Uh, it's called an immortal cell. It's a cell that never stops reproducing. Hmm. That remind me of. Hmm. Ah, uh, cancer. Cancer. That's, right. Yes. yes. Yeah. The cancer cells do the same thing. Yes. 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 Make cancer work for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Little A one sauce. Now who's fucking complaining? <laughs> Okay. Event five. Hold on. Yes. So last event. Rule number five. Rule number five. Event, Rule five? Event, event five. five. Event Sorry. five. Yes. Not to be convinced or uh, confused with event 201, which is something else. Um, so we talked about in the beginning how the people that never took the shot had to endure the most like relentless coordinated propaganda campaign and like intense social pressure, right? Yeah. It's people lost their jobs, they lost their friends, they were ostracized from their communities. I mean, we can all kind of personally attest, like it wasn't a walk in the park. It got way nastier than I ever imagined it would ever be. Because we, we talked about in the yeah. beginning, like not even having any feelings about the shot. It's like, I just don't really think I need it. And all of a sudden, like people got nasty with you. And I remember being like shocked. Like I didn't, I didn't think this was gonna be a thing. Like. You don't. You guys don't do this over the flu shot. <laughs> you know what I mean, oh, dude. I was in the uh, the doctor's office today to get the uh, flesh eating bacteria mm -hmm. cut off my leg, 
and the the person that checks you in, the nurse that right, he goes, oh, I see you're uh, you're due for some shots, and uh, he's like, yep, uh, COVID flu and something else, mm-hmm. COVID flu and something, and I just he looked at me and I looked at him and I just I just went. <laughs> <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> He's like, I'm all right. <laughs> Just moved on. <laughs> I heard someone make a comment the other day that I gotta tread carefully here. I don't want to give up any identities because this person I actually like, but um, they made some shitty remark about um people who didn't take the shot, and I was kind of surprised. I was like, really? Still? Like you're still hanging on to that? And they said, like, why, like, explain to me your point of view. I'm like, well, you guys were wrong about everything. Nothing you guys said was right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, uh, it never stopped transmission. It never stopped infection. Like, and I'm not saying you shouldn't get it. If you want to get it, get it. But, like, as far as hounding other people to get it, it doesn't make any sense. Like, the virus didn't stop with you, Rachel Maddow. And I was surprised because this person kind of relented. They said, like, well, yeah, he's like, but we know that now, but we didn't know that then, so it was still the right thing to do. So you're upset with me for not doing for the right. wrong thing? <laughs> yes, because I wasn't on the same team as you back then. It may, I was just baffled. I was like, really? Because, well, yeah. I mean, there's no way you could have known that you were right back then. I was like, but I was right. I was right, and I had reasons. Right, and those reasons turned out to be the correct reasons. Yeah, and you're saying because. Are if you I bummed that you because, were wrong? Because like, I didn't get it wrong for the right. Like, I'm so confused. It, it'd be like, I just thought, like, I was looking at this person. I'm like, that would be like meeting someone. Like, hey, dude, uh, I didn't know your your dad was on one of the planes that hit the Twin Towers. Like, that's, I'm sorry. That's horrific. I was like, man, don't you just think, like, if the way life is, like, something he got stuck in traffic and he didn't make the flight or whatever, like, your life, you know, everything could be different. Your dad would still be alive. And that person going like, no, because no one knew those planes were going to hit the towers. Like, I would never wish for my dad to miss the flight. I would never wish <laughs> being stuck in traffic on anyone. Like, being stuck uh, in traffic is one of the worst things in the world. I guess I uh, didn't think of that. Sorry for your loss. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking weird. So... Back to event five. And so you remember that we had the most relentless and aggressive po- uh, propaganda campaign that just was coordinated by all elements, all media, every politician, every band, every fucking half-assed actor, rock star, you know, everything. And when that didn't work, then it's like, how about uh, free lottery tickets and a ride in a NASCAR and mm-hmm. some Krispy Kreme? Because for your health. Donuts, hamburgers. <laughs> yes. And now remember this, and we brought this up on a previous episode, but there was a brief period, I don't know if you remember this, but things kind of like died down a little bit because it became obvious at that point, like, okay, because, you know, it was like that first shot, first round of shots, I think it was like in the 70 percentile, somewhere around there. And at that point, things had gotten so nasty and the people like us dug our heels in, like, now, no, like now, I won't even listen to the conversation because you people are unhinged, yeah. and you're fucking treating me like shit. You're treating my friends like shit. Like I don't care what you say. You know what I mean? And it be, there became this palpable delineation of like the people that haven't taken the shot at this point are not going to take it, right? Right. 
and the people that did take the shot are never going to fucking stop with this thing. But as far as like the cathedral narrative, you know, what was on the news and social media, it died down like just a little bit. And then it became, I don't know if you remember this like I do, but then it became like, let's go after kids. Alrighty. Then all of a sudden became, now let's get to work on the kids, is what the narrative became. And the WHO and the CDC began the campaign of approving and recommending shots for kids, then five-year-olds, and school mask mandates. And remember that they started with kids under 16, then 12, then 9, and 5, and I even heard talk of like 3 or something like that. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I bring up the issue of kids is because with the adults, the the campaign propaganda fully worked, right? Because we were looking at 69% of the population being fully vaccinated, which we don't know what that means. Depends on which source you go to, if that means just the two shots or, a, I don't know, like all the boosters up to date or whatever. Yeah, I mean, colloquially, fully vaccinated right. means you were in lockstep with the vaccine protocol and you got every single booster. Right. But with kids, I think it became a different story because we know all the, you know, your typical NPC who was proudly exclaiming on Facebook, like, just got my booster, just got my booster, just got my booster. And like, we get it. Like, you hate Trump. I understand. But when it came to people's kids, I think those people still have the two brain cells rubbed together. Like, uh, I'm not going there with my kids. You know what I mean? And what's really mind boggling is the people who hated Trump so much that they volunteered their kids for trials yes. of the vaccine. Yeah. I mean, can you... It's, yeah, it's, it's so fucking mind-boggling to me. It makes me sad, like legitimately sad. Yeah. I see stuff like like that. I was saying, those, those, ki those people, You're if, using if CPS your should child, visit anyone's house, right. it should be their house. Right. Fucking unbelievable. So this all leads to the last event we're going to talk about. And here's an article from last week. The WHO experts revise COVID-19 vaccine advice, say healthy kids and teens are at low risk. Now, you can find this from multiple sources in, because it's yet another one of those cut-and-paste media models You know that you can find on CNN, USA Today, The Hill, MSNBC. And given that they all obediently push, you know, publish these without making any changes or even reading them, I think, <laughs> for the most part. Probably. Um, and because our corporate media model is not, you know, disseminating information, it's pushing narratives, yep. but is what it is. But what I thought was interesting is that the CDC, the FDA, the WHO, and all those other organizations that rapidly pushed the propaganda narrative for two years, specifically for children, for this conversation, and they all did so in complete lockstep, and all of a sudden they all do an about-face all at the same, on the same day, basically, which was last week. And they say, like, nah, we don't need to worry about this. Like, um... We stop pushing the vaccines on children. Children aren't at risk. Like all the adults are mostly vaccinated. Anyone that was getting, as we we're saying earlier, like anyone that's going to get vaccinated got vaccinated. The people that didn't are not. You're going to have to fucking drag them out of their house and force them down. Yeah. Children. It's like me in the hospital today, and that guy looked at me, right? And just like, you think I got? You think I want? <laughs> you think that? I'm going to like come around? All it says of a on your computer there that I've never gotten the COVID vaccine. You think I'm ready now? And in this, during the same week, and these articles are actually from today, New York Times, White House will end most COVID vaccine mandates. LA Times, who else will own, end most federal COVID-19 vaccine mandates next week? Why would that be? 
Why would the cathedral, the state, the media, the purveyors, the disseminators of information, everyone in charge of the narrative, just so aggressively need, get your vax, get your vax, lockdowns, masks, right? get your vax, get your shots. We're going to take your job, Justin Trudeau. Like, we're not going to let you travel. We're not he, let he, you go Justin to Trudeau never said that. Yeah. Well, he didn't say that this week. But like a year ago, he did this. <laughs> he did say that, as you could hear from the clip. And he started thinking about him. That seems like a bit of an about face for someone that was so aggressively for these these organizations and people that were so aggressively in one direction. All of a sudden, they come back and like, nah, we're all good. And start thinking about why would that be? And the more I thought about it, I go like. Here's definitely not why it is, is that all these psychopaths around the largest like psyop human subjugation authoritarian wet dream propaganda yeah. campaign in, in the world and got three quarters of the way through their plan and said like, eh, close enough, and they gave up. It's definitely not what I think it is. All right. What else is definitely not? They all of a sudden had a like bout of consciousness is that the right no uh the, their conscience finally right like woke up and told them like this is not right yeah we shouldn't be doing this, this to people definitely not it either that's not it is when you look at all these different events that i listed one by one by one by one and it's the appeal getting pumped with 70 million dollars of capital to get into all the major chain stores right for produce and the bill HB 1169 in Missouri being turned down, right? And the discovery that they're putting mRNA te technology in pork and beef and China developing the basically vaccine milk, <laughs> you know, that we can have vaccines as a beverage and everything else that we talked about here today all happens at the same time. And then in the same week, all the people that were pushing the vaccine narrative said like, uh, we're not going to do the mandates. White House is like, we're going to lift the federal mandate. Uh, we're going to lift, you know, every employee. Like, we're not going to, we're not going to do this anymore. We're not going to force it on kids. And the WHO and the FDA and the CDC come out and say, like, yeah, kids are not at risk. We're not going to worry about it. It makes you think. Is for so, people that were so obsessive about getting the vaccine, this technology, which is not a vaccine but genetic th gene therapy, into people. It's like. Maybe they don't care about the shot anymore because they don't need the shot anymore. They're going to develop this systemically so people are willingly putting it, putting it into their bodies with everything they eat, everything they drink. And if the pork doesn't get you, if the avocado doesn't get you, if the stroke of cola doesn't get you, well, it's going to be a mosquitoes too, and then we're all fucked. It doesn't matter. There ain't no glamour in this tinsel land of lost and wasted land. Thank you, girl, for teaching me brand